Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. We've been looking at this series entitled Everyday Choices. What are some of the choices that you and I have to go through that we have to make every day? God told that to the children of Israel. He said, look, every day you're going to make a choice. And today I'm going to give you that choice. Life, death, prosperity, disaster. Which one do you want? Your choice. You get to make a lot of choices in life. And then you make the choices. The choices then make you, don't they? And so what choices do we make on a daily basis? We're going to look at one today that you make more often than what you imagine. We're going to talk about, are you going to forgive or are you going to fight? Because here's what I know. Let's say you're married. You're going to wake up that morning. Am I going to forgive the things my spouse is going to do that just really tick me off? They're going to look at me wrong. They're going to say the wrong thing. And am I going to just forgive them or am I going to make it a fight all day? You go to work. You know what? I work with these people and they just irritate me and somebody's going to say something I don't like and I'm going to wonder why they said that and how they said that and I could get offended at that. Am I going to just forgive it and go on or am I going to make it a fight? You get in traffic. I don't need to say anything more, do I? (laughs) All throughout life, you and I have to make that choice on a daily basis. When somebody does something to me today, when something happens today, am I going to hold it against them? Am I going to carry a grudge? And for some, it's you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to think, you know what, that thing that happened to me 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that I'm still holding on to? Am I going to keep holding on to it and just keep fighting within me all the stuff that's going on and I get bitter and angry every time I think about it? Or am I going to forgive it and just not let it affect me today? Or I thought I forgave that person. And I said I was going to forgive that person. But here I am today waking up and that person still is on my mind and in my head and I've still got some feelings against them and Are you going to forgive it again and let it go, or are you just going to keep fighting it? You and I, as Christians, are people who are great forgivers. But we always wonder, well, why, how, when? Well, I'm glad the disciples were just like us. Because we're going to look at a story here in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Peter comes to him, Jesus, and says, Lord, How often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times. Now, the law said three. So Peter is being generous. Let's give him some credit for that. He's doubling up. So he said, how often? Seven times? If I forgive somebody, seven times is a lot of time to forgive somebody, isn't it? And so Jesus says, not seven times, but 70 times seven Now, I can do the math real quick. That's 490. That's a lot of times to forgive somebody. And really what he's saying is, Peter, stop counting. You think you've gone far enough? Let me just tell you, you haven't even gotten close. He says, let me tell you a story, Peter. It's like this. The kingdom of heaven is compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with the servants who had borrowed money from him. 
And in the process, one of the debtors was brought in who owed him millions, notice the plural, millions of dollars. And he couldn't pay. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't pay that either, right? So his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, everything he owed, and pay the debt. Now, they're not going to be worth that much money, but we're going to get something out of it. But the man fell on his face, fell down before the king. He, He said, look, please, he begs him, don't do this. Be patient with me. I will pay it off. Now, if, some, if you owed somebody millions of dollars and they wanted it paid back to you, would you be able to pay it off in the rest of your lifetime? No. The king knows that. The man knows that. But that's what he says. I'll do it. I don't, somehow, I will pay this off. His master was filled with pity for him, feeling sorry for him. He released him, forgave the debt. Wow. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. More manageable, right? And he grabbed him by the throat and demanded payment. (laughs) Boy, can you just see the irony in all of that? Here he is, he just left, and now he immediately goes to someone else who owes him a far less amount more manageable amount, and he demands payment, instant, now. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him for a little more time. That guy should have known that how that happens. He had just done it, right? He said, be patient with me. I will pay it. Now, that's logical. He could repay it. But his creditor wouldn't wait, and he had the man arrested put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. (laughs) I've always wondered, okay, you're going to put somebody in prison and you expect them to pay you back. Where's that money coming from? I don't understand the logic there, but anyway. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset and they went to the king and told him everything that had happened. And the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt simply because you ask, simply because you pleaded with me. And shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you. The angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. Now, how long is he going to be tortured? A long time. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Wow. That's a pretty big statement. So he tells Peter the story. The story obviously has very much similarities with God's the king, you and I are the servants. We owe him a debt that we can never repay. In pity, in, we ask him to forgive us. In pity, he does so because he cares about us. And yet then we go around in life with people who owe us far less. 
and demand some sort of repayment. And God says, that's not the way it works. So let's talk about forgiveness. Now, every time I talk about forgiveness, I know that there's going to be people here today that are just going to struggle with this because this goes against our very nature. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Every day you have to make this choice. You can forgive or you can fight your fellow servants all you want. Your choice. Every day you choose. Don't tell me you can't. You can tell me you don't want to, but don't tell me you can't. So let's, let's look at this term. Forgiveness is commanded by God. Now, you and I can't argue that. I mean, you can, but it's very clear through Scripture, through this story, through several other places, God says, I'm not asking you to please do it. I'm telling you, you have to do it. I'm telling you, this is not an option. And you see, when you refuse to forgive, you're just not fighting another person. You're fighting against God. That's who you're wrestling with. God says, forgive them. You say no. You put your anger and your resentment towards them, but you're fighting God. And if you refuse to forgive, all day long, you will be fighting God. So God says, look, I'm telling you up front, this is something, as a Christian, you have to do. It's not your choice. It's not your call. I'm just telling you, do it. Well, but pastor, what about in this circumstance? What is it about commanded to do it? You don't understand. There are no loopholes. There are no exceptions here. You and I are called to forgive others. All right? I'm not going to spend a lot of time there because it's just very clear through Scripture that God says, this is what I want you to do. So do it. Secondly, forgiveness continues throughout life. Peter was saying, you know what, God, how about seven times, you know, that way at least I can be done with it at some point in line. And Jesus says, no, I want you to do this on a regular basis all throughout your lifetime. Because you see, all throughout your life, you're going to get hurt, aren't you? All throughout your life, there's going to be people who are going to treat you unfairly, isn't there? All throughout your life, there's going to be things that happen that you don't like and you get offended by, correct? All throughout your life, there's going to be that one person, perhaps, that God allows to come into your sphere and they just rub you the wrong way. And they're not doing other, anything wrong other than just being them. And you wish they would stop being them and start being more like you. After all, you're more normal than they are. And they just, we have a term for it, get your goat. I don't know, know where that comes from, but I guess if you got a goat, they're going to get it. I, I, and so... Well, I'll forgive, but they better not do it again, right? And they do it again, don't they? And Peter says, how many times do I have to put up with this, Lord? Seven? Tell me when, this is, when, I'm, when I can chop their head off. Tell me when I can really let it loose. Jesus just kind of smiled and said, no, Peter. Keep going. Keep going. 
every day when you wake up all throughout your life, you're going to have to make a choice. Are you going to choose that person to forgive again? Or are you just going to keep fighting them and fighting them within you? So this will continue on and on and on. Don't think for a moment you'll ever come to a place. Well, pastor, I I forgave them, but I'm really struggling with it. What do I do? Well, you might have to, in your head, in your heart, forgive them more than once, even though you think the matter's over. You still have the emotions and the feelings and the hurts, don't you? You just have to continue on with it. And some days you wake up, look, yesterday I forgave this person. I'm not going to let them get at me again. I'm not going to keep fighting it within me. I am going to let this go. It's a great term for forgiveness. But I'll let this go, and I'm going to go on with life. And I might have to do that for several days or weeks. Forgiveness just continues throughout your life. All your lifetime, you will be forgiving people. Why? Well, you're just hard to get along with. You're just different than they are, aren't you? You have certain expectations, don't you? You have certain demands on how you should be treated, don't you? You have a way that things work, don't you? You're on the road, the person in front of you is doing 25 in a 55 mile an hour zone. Isn't it amazing how many times in the week you come across that person? (laughs) Throughout your life, you're just going to have to be letting it go. Thirdly, forgiveness means that you cancel the debt. You were hurt. Yes, it happened. Yes, it wasn't fair. I'll even go this far. Yes, they were wrong. But you choose to say, you know what, even though all of that is right, you don't owe me anything. I don't expect an apology. I don't even expect you to change your behavior. (laughs) I just lost some of you there, don't you? Because let's admit it, you got hurt because you thought you were owed something. I don't deserve to be treated like this. I don't deserve for them to talk to me like that. I don't deserve for them to handle things that way. I'll let it go. Now, while I'm here, just let me say something that just kind of, I just don't get it. You can't forgive what others have done. You can't forgive for somebody else. We live in a world today where we got people, well, I forgive you for what our ancestors did 100 years ago. You can't do that. That's not your place. You can only forgive what has happened to you. Now, I can forgive what you have done. I can't forgive your sin. I'm not in that position. But as far as you and me, I will forgive you. Well, how can you do that, Pastor? Here's a little thought. No one owes you as much as you owe God. 
no one has done as much to you as what you have done to God. Uh, let's say that sin's a money transaction. And instead of a swear jar, you have a sin jar in your life. And every time you sin, you have to put, let's say, a dollar in it. Every time you have a wrong thought, every time you say some wrong words, every time you know you should do something and you don't do it, throughout the day, you have to put a dollar in that jar for every time that happens. Now, how much money would you have had to put in that jar yesterday? How much money the day before? That money would accumulate, wouldn't it? And then you multiply all that money in there by seven, that's how much money many times you've done something that you know God isn't pleased with, you know is wrong, you know you should have, you know you shouldn't have, and that's all the money. And let's say you had to take all that money and that was your offering this morning. Here's what I know. It would be the biggest offering in the history of the church. Because we owe God a big debt. And so I have to understand what God did for me, I have to be willing to do for others. God forgave me. Well, I'll forgive them, but they better not do it again. Aren't you glad God isn't like that? Because he's forgiven you, and let me ask you a question. Have you ever done it again? Oh, yeah. More than once, right? And so I'm to operate in that manner. That's how God operates. He doesn't come to a point where he said, look, you're at 399 times. You're pushing the limits. Now you're at 450. You're about done. He doesn't do that, does he? He keeps no records of wrongs. He just, every time, God, I'm sorry, forgive me, God says, okay. He cancels a debt. And so you and I are to operate the same way with people. People owe you because of what they've done to you, what they said to you, how they treated you, but you let it go. And you don't hold on to it. You cancel it. You owe me nothing. You don't owe me apology. You don't owe me anything. We're good. Aren't you glad you stayed home and came to, you know, here, here it is, yeah. Forgiveness means that you choose to give mercy. So you say, you know what, okay, I, I understand, I, I, God's here, I, I understand he commands, I understand I'm going to have to do this all my life, I understand that I'll just cancel this debt, and then I'll even go a step farther, is I won't just cancel the debt, I will give them mercy. That's what the king did to the man who pleaded with him to forgive him, isn't it? He gave him mercy. What is mercy? Mercy means you give what they don't deserve. Mercy means you're willing to step out and make a choice that you will have to make often and give them what we don't deserve. Now, we're afraid it's going to happen again. It probably will but you give mercy anyway. Here's a way you give mercy. You forgive them, and then you start praying for them. 
Oh God, I've forgiven them, but God, you get them and you take care of them. Now, that's not mercy, is it? Mercy is, God, I've forgiven them and I want you to bless them. I want you to meet their needs. I want you to help them. I want good to come into their life. This just keeps getting worse, doesn't it? But that's what the man, the king, gave the man, right? Not only will I forgive you, you go free. You go free. And so forgiveness means that I choose to give mercy to others. When the flesh of me wants to retaliate, wants to hurt back, wants to make them pay, or here's a good one, I want you to know how much you hurt me. They don't need to know that. Because you don't need to be getting hurt. You're not easily offended. Yes, it hurt, but you know what? I'm not going to hold on to the hurt. See, unforgiveness holds on to the hurt. Forgiveness lets the hurt go. Well, I can do it once or twice. Oh, no, no, no. 70 times 7. I want them to be blessed. I want them to get what they don't deserve. I'm not going to demand payment. I'm going to pray that God will help them and take care of them. Because here's what forgiveness does. Forgiveness relinquishes control. In other words, you let the other person go free. You're free from me. You don't owe me anything. Now, just so, because some of your minds are working overtime right now, aren't they? Sometimes forgiveness sets boundaries. Let's say you work for me and I'm running a business and you are the person who handles the money in the business. And I find out that over the course of several months, you have been stealing from the business. You're guilty of it. It's proven fact. It's not my imagination. It is there in black and white. And I come to you and said, you've been stealing from me. And you say, yes, okay, I'm caught. I did it. Okay. I'm going to forgive you. But you're not handling the money anymore. See, that's a boundary I can set, but still offering forgiveness. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm going to let you go. But I'm not going to put you back in that place where you will be tempted again and where I will be questioning. So sometimes there's boundaries that you and I give to people and whether they ask for forgiveness or not is immaterial. Well, I'll forgive them if they ask me. No, you and I don't operate like that. Now, God tells us he'll forgive us when we ask him. Because you and I, and I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But for other people, it doesn't matter whether they come to me and say they're sorry. I'm not going to hold the grudge until they fess up. That's not going to hurt them. That's just going to hurt me. 
doesn't need to come to me and apologize. Well, I want them to pay. Who made you judge and jury? God knows everything about every circumstance and every person. He knows every heart. He knows everything that was done. He knows why it was done. And he's the only one who does. And when you refuse to forgive, you're playing God because you don't trust God to take care of things. You don't trust God to take care of you. You don't trust God to take care of them. You are setting yourself up as God. And I have to relinquish my control so that God can take care of it. Do you know that your unforgiveness with other people blocks God from taking care of them? That you get in the way of that? And you just need to step out of the picture so that God can step into the picture. And so I relinquish control. No longer do you owe me anything. No longer do you have to do something. No longer do I say, this is how it's going to have to be. It just simply says, look, God, you take care of this. You'll take care of them. You'll take care of me. I trust you. Unforgiveness doesn't trust God. And I relinquish control over this situation because I'm not in control of it anyway because I can't control anybody. And so God is in your hands. How many would agree with me that putting in God's hands is a good place to put stuff? That God knows how to take care of things? And that's what you do when you forgive? God, they're yours. I'm praying that you're going to bless them, but God, you know what needs to go on. I'm not going to demand anything. I'm not going to say they owe me. I'm just going to let them have you. Now, along with that, forgiveness is willing to consider reconciliation. And here's the thing, and let me just get it out front. I've said it before. I'm just going to say it again. You cannot say, well, I know the Bible says I got to love everybody. I love them, but I don't like them. You can't say, well, you can say that, but that's not the way it works. You and I are called to love them and consider reconciliation. Well, I'll forgive them, but I don't want anything more to do with them ever again. Then you haven't forgiven them. Forgiveness is willing to be reconciled. Now again, sometimes there needs some boundaries in place for that to happen. But the willingness is there. The heart is there. Because I'm forgiven, I'm willing to consider restoring the relationship. I'm not just, you've done this to me, I'm d- you're dead to me, I'm done with you. You don't do that. You keep working at it. You keep adjusting. Because as we've talked about in the weeks past, you know what, I'm called to work at relationships and relationships are always a lot of work, aren't they? And how many relationships have ended because somebody says, I've had enough? Well, you just haven't forgiven. Because forgiveness relieves the weight you carry. Forgiveness sets you free. Well, I've had enough. I can't take any more. Why can't you take any more? Because you're carrying around this weight. You are fighting 
what you want, what you think is fair, what you think is right. You keep fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And life just gets harder and heavier and harder all the time, doesn't it? And it begins to wear you out and you begin to be exhausted and you lose all source of hope and you begin to think it'll never end and you come to a place, I've had enough. The real issue is you haven't followed God's process. Well, I can't forget what they've done. You can't. That's why every day sometimes you have to wake up and say, I have chosen to forgive that. I'm not going to hold on to it. I'm not going to keep making it an issue. I am going to let it go. And we know we have forgiven someone when we can meet that person or think about that person and not get angry or hurt all over again. God will take care of it. He's taking care of me. I'm okay. God, you're in control here. I'm going to go on. I'm not going to carry a grudge. I'm not going to get bitter. I don't need to get angry. They are the way they are. That's okay. They're your child. I'll step out of it. I'll pray for them. But I'm going to go on and I'm not going to let them hurt me day after day after day after day because unforgiveness causes you to go through the hurt time and time and time again even when it's over and it relieves this weight when we forgive others the weight of life is lessened just like When we are honest about our sins, the weight of sin is lessened. The psalmist understood this in Psalm 32. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yeah, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refuse to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. When I refuse to confess my unforgiveness, all day long, I fight and carry a weight. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. Well, hold it. What did he do wrong? He didn't forgive. Right? (laughs) My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Now, we get that sentence, don't we? Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. See, when you refuse to forgive, you're living in unforgiveness and you're guilty, aren't you? And God's waiting for you to relieve yourself 
of that weight. To let it go. To go on. To put it in his hands. To live your life free. And so, as long as you fight, you will carry a heavy load in life. Because forgiveness is for me. We think forgiveness is for the other party. No, no, no. Forgiveness is for me. Forgiveness relieves me. Forgiveness makes life lighter. I don't have to carry all that stuff around, all that junk around with me every day. I don't have to let it consume my mind and dictate to me my emotions anymore. I just let it go. That's a great way to live. Forgiveness is for me. So God says, look, I want to help you in life. Just be a forgiver. It'll help you. It'll release you. It'll make life much more bearable. Finally, God's forgiveness is conditional. Mine isn't. I'm going to forgive the other person no matter what they do. Go back to my illustration. There might be one condition I put on it sometimes. The person who stole money into the business, I'm going to forgive you, but the condition is you're not handling the money. See, here's what the story told us. Here's the condition. Here's what God says. If you don't forgive others, God says he's not going to forgive you. That you're not only going to carry the weight of all the stuff, the junk that happened. Now you're carrying the weight of sin, aren't you? God offers forgiveness. We have to accept it. God, I'm not going to sin against you by being unforgiving. I need your forgiveness. I'm going to give that to others as well so that I can go free. I'll admit my part. I'm not innocent in this. God, here it is. Now, there are times when you are innocent and people do things against you and you're innocent in it. You still have to let it go. 1 John 1, nine. if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Wow. If I ask, he forgives. Now, aren't you glad it's not conditional in the sense that God says, I'll forgive you, but you better never ever do it again? Aren't you glad he doesn't say that? If you ask... I'll forgive. If we claim we have no sin, we're calling God a liar and showing his word has no place in our heart. You see, unforgiveness, refusal to forgive, puts you in a dangerous place with God, doesn't it? It creates a distance between you and God because our relationship with God is built on forgiveness. You begin your walk with Christ because he was willing to forgive you. 
of your sins. He expects you to continue in that journey by your willingness to forgive others just like he has forgiven you. So every day you wake up, you have a choice. God, there's some things that happened to me this past week that weren't fair and weren't right and people said some things about me that weren't true. And God, you know what happened there, it was unfair. And God, you know what happened years ago and you know how that still haunts me sometimes. But God, today I choose to walk in forgiveness. Your forgiveness for me, I don't have to carry the weight of sin. You've forgiven me. I don't understand that. I'm glad you're not like me, God, because I want to make people pay, and yet you just forgive me. And God, help me to live today in forgiveness. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to carry it with me. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to wrestle with the issues. I'm not going to get angry and bitter over it all. I'm going to let you take care of it. So every day you make a choice when you wake up. Forgive or fight. Life's a lot easier when you're not fighting. Anybody notice that? It's a lot better when you can forgive and go on. Maybe you're here today and you've been fighting God and your forgiveness has to begin with you asking God to forgive you. And that's where you've got to start. And you've been carrying a weight of sin around and God wants to relieve that weight if you'll ask him. If you'll confess it, he'll forgive it. Maybe you're a Christian here today, but there's some stuff that has happened to you in your past, maybe years ago, that you're still holding on to, you're still angry about, bitter about, expecting someone to make it right, expecting something to change and get fixed. Why keep fighting that? Why don't let it go? Maybe it's been this week and you're carrying something and you're dreading going to work Tuesday. I don't want to face that again. Same old thing, same old junk. Let it go. God can take care of it. And here's great news. God can take care of you. And he will. So why don't you ask him today to help you? Father, this morning, here we are. Lord, we're not perfect. The people we live with aren't perfect. There's a lot of junk that goes on in life. A lot of things that happen, God, that we question. God, that aren't fair. We get hurt. All of us do. But how are we going to handle our hurts? We're going to hold on to them and let them become infected and make our life horrible. Or are we going to go to the healer who can bring healing out of that if we'll forgive and let him take care of things? So God, would you help us to be people of forgiveness? And 
every morning when we wake up and have that choice to make. Help us choose not to fight against all the things that have happened and not to fight with the people that we think owe us something. Help us to forgive and go on. Thank you for the life you offer to us. A life that gets to be lived not carrying the weight that this world wants to put upon us. Thank you for the freedom that we have because of Jesus Christ. And thank you for forgiving us. Thank you. Help us to live in that forgiveness, I pray. In thy name, amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.